Nuance nostalgia, it's a 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live, live, live. Nuance nostalgia, it's the 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live, live, live. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Nuance Nostalgia. I'm Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Caitlin Mary Jane Watson Shortall. <laughs> finally i got that middle yeah, after three movies you have earned it you have you have suffered I've through this it. just like kirsten dunst herself the role mj did and um she hated this movie as as did you yeah yeah most definitely yeah, yeah. and so, by this hello. movie we mean spider-man 3 if you couldn't tell from the title you clicked on uh 2007 sam raimi back to direct toby mcguire back again in the saddle better than ever his best performance yet mm, who said that <laughs> That's interesting that you would say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I, it's not, not great, is it? Opinion. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. It's, it's, it's the weakest of the trilogy, um, and you don't love the trilogy in general. <laughs> I know that people, I don't know. I guess it's because, I mean, like, this has proven, you know, nostalgia. It definitely makes movies, you know, you think about movies back then in a better way than they actually are. I don't know why anyone liked these. I'm not, and you know what? Maybe I'm the only one that thinks that. I'm sorry if that's an unpopular opinion. Um, no, they I are just, like I just every the dialogue was bad. Yes, like there was just so much, and then everyone just kept making me mad. And like I don't know, there was just so much. I would say even people who love these movies, like I do, I really like these movies. Well. Um, but even even people like me would recognize that the dialogue in this is pretty is pretty bad at times. Yeah, and yeah. then um, just to like comment before everything, um, I was wondering. Yeah, our screen's frozen. You keep going. I'm gonna fix it really quick. This happens once every five episodes or so. I have to think about my uh, or I have to just get out my immediate thoughts. Just think about this movie before anything else. Um, what's uh that dude from that '70s show? That played that. That's not going to help anything at all. What is his name? The one that came from that seventy show. What is it? Topher Grace. Okay, Topher Grace. Topher um, Grace from that seventy show. He plays Eric. He got that ass haircut, and it's not. It's like orange. I don't know if what they tried to do with his hair. It's not dyed very well. So uh, Topher Grace. He plays Eddie Brock. Um, and he's so insufferable and annoying. And and, and Venom. And I yes. guess that was their intention. Yeah. But now it makes me think that that's him as a person, so now I don't like him. Um, actually, out of all the... Oh, man, the screen's worse. Out of, I'll fix it in a second. Out of all the monsters that was in that 70s show, he seems to be the most well-rounded and best of them all. That's a good um, point in terms of the actors that came from it. Danny yeah. Masterson, convicted uh, sex offender. That's true. Um, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher Defending, both defended him. Yeah. Um, apparently, Topher Grace was not liked by the rest of the cast and really? he always did his ground and um and yeah so it looked like it worked out for him in the that's in the fair. long run oh, that's a good point yeah. tell us more about Topher grace while i uh <laughs> fix the screen here sorry about this guy he just he's so absolutely insufferable i just i, I did not and i like i said i guess that was definitely their intention but um yeah absolutely annoying and then gets even more annoying when he you know because this movie's about how the the alien symbiote like affects spider-man or whatever venom i guess um which the one with tom hardy is so much better and like tom hardy compared to this dude toe for grace there's no competition there's no competition tom hardy is just so much better anyway um 
to- uh, Toby Wire, insufferable, annoying. I hate his guts. You're ugly. You're disgusting. Give wow. me two hundred dollars. Wow. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have two computers so I can fix this as we're as we're talking here. Um, that's a Dr. Phil quote. I don't even think I quoted it right because <laughs> I didn't know what that was from. I thought you were just saying your you're feelings. Ugly, you're disgusting. Give me two hundred dollars. <laughs> Kill okay. yourself. Yeah. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. yeah um, look. I hate. I hate. He's written. He's written this way though. You have to acknowledge that they said this is what we want, and that's what he did. Here's my thing though. Knowing that he was insufferable to work with, and then this was his character, was he playing himself? Maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's maybe he tapped a little bit into himself, and he was like, yeah, this is him. This is who he is in this movie. Well, it's funny you say that. Uh, there is a movie. Let me look up the name of it while this is actually working. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just... there The character... Okay, and then like to even like well i'm just getting all my thoughts out because i have to do it immediately when we first start talking about it um there is no way that two separate women are this interested in tommy mcguire or slash okay. spider-man we're getting way ahead of ourselves <laughs> we'll get back there really quickly though to talk about what you were saying um or what i was saying uh Michael Sarah confirms that Player X in molly's game was inspired by toby mcguire if you've ever seen that that character is a jerk player x yeah it's the name of the character in what movie in uh molly's game i don't know that one yes yeah, about a, a, a professional skier in a in a poker game anyway okay. the character's a real jerk based on toby Maguire in these movies how he acted behind the scenes purpose. oh yeah. i see i see yeah um, yeah i know i'm getting ahead but i just have to comment because i'm just i'm still talking about talking about toby Maguire <laughs> slash peter parker in this movie slash peter parker uh yeah peter parker is is at his worst we'll talk about that yeah um, i don't know i just i i didn't this one was definitely the worst one and i totally agree but i i would argue that i didn't really have an enjoyable experience with any of them well let's let's get back on track have you watched this one before uh no but i do remember right. a little bit of the spider-man 3 video game on playstation 3 okay sure i didn't play it as you know great. yeah it's, it's not, not my game it's not great it's fine yeah um yeah, so the third in the trilogy here, two hours, 19 minutes, the longest of all these Spider-Man trilogies. I felt every trilogies. minute, felt every single minute, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... On a budget, go ahead. <laughs> no, because I'll get ahead of myself again. <laughs> okay. We'll get to the plot, I promise. We'll talk all about it. On a budget of $250 million, it made $895 million, so very profitable. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if what year did this come out. Well, it again? came off of the the best one too, which was great. Yeah, and so people were excited for this. You get Venom, you get the black suit. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's going to be great." Yeah, and ended up getting mixed reviews, and now people are mostly down on it. I would agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> but when did it come out? Uh, two thousand seven. Mm, that checks out. It's not the worst Spider-Man movie. Mm, well, mm. the Andrew Garfield ones are worse, in my opinion. I think that's probably why I like them better, is because I view those like very fondly yeah but additionally i also really like emma stone and andrew garfield yeah they're they're the two in those movies and they have good chemistry in those movies for the most part so i think that's why i like them better yeah or lowe's movies better we will get to those eventually we'll watch those eventually on the show yeah at some point yeah Yeah. and then maybe we'll do the tom holland ones then we'll do all, when they all three come together you know that could be fun eventually we're gonna take a break from spider-man after this week. now that wouldn't be i guess like for me it wouldn't technically be nostalgic but i mean yeah but well, we make we make the rules you know <laughs> <laughs> what does it matter <laughs> it has to be like this i'm just kidding i mean yeah, whatever but you got the andrew garfield and toby mcguire aspect of it 
Yeah. You know, we talked about Barbie when it came out. Yeah. 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 So, you know, there's it's precedent. Fair. There's precedent. Um, this movie, as you can probably tell, is a result of studio interference. Um, there's a lot of wonkiness to this movie because the studio kept getting involved. So Sam Raimi, the director, um, he didn't want Venom in this movie. He felt it wasn't a character that he understood or liked or related to. He did not want Venom in the movie. But in the 90s, Venom was huge. 2000s, still really big. And the studio said, if people want Venom, you're putting Venom in the movie. How did he know that people wanted Venom? Because he sold Venom sold a bunch of comics all the time and, and merch and stuff. In the 90s? Yeah, he was huge in the 90s. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So everybody wanted Venom. And they said, you're putting him in the movie. He said, okay. He was originally going to have the Vulture and the Lizard in this movie. Um, which is more in line with kind of the other ones. Because we already had Dr. Connors, the, the professor. He becomes the Lizard. Uh, he would have been in this. Hmm. Um, we also would have had... Um, we'll talk about what could have been later. But... Um, so they forced him to put him in, and then he had to put him in, New Goblin, and he put Sandman in. So this got well, really bloated. I um, understand the New Goblin. That made sense. but And the Sandman also made sense. The Sandman's the best part of and this And they, they just threw in Venom. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? New Goblin sucks because it's but a it, stupid character. I mean... Not Harry yeah. Osborn, but New Goblin is not a character from the comics. They could have made him Hobgoblin. Yeah. Um, they could have just made him another Green Goblin. Sometimes Harry is Green Goblin. They knew that. They were like, here's a new goblin. He's got a snowboard and a ski mask. He's he's freaking cool. What this was cool. this was like peak uh X Tony games. Hawk era. You yeah, know, like yeah. he had a bunch Sean of Sean White, that kind of thing. He had a bunch of those video games come out. So I think they I this is what I'm assuming. Maybe they were kind of seeing that and then they were like, Yeah, let's let's put a little bit of that yeah. you know, into his character, I guess. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's not true, but you can feel getting back to venom you can feel how much sam remy doesn't want him in this movie because the venom character itself is only in it for like 10 minutes and um he completely just evaporates him at the end every other villain in this series so like they drown but the arms could probably swim green goblin gets hit in the crotch but he could probably come back he's got the venom i mean the the goblins you know serum uh, but no he was like i'm evaporating venom he's not coming back if i keep mm. making these movies mm. um and Venom in this is not very good. We'll talk about that. It's a bad rep representation of Venom, I think. I, maybe that's why they, well, I guess maybe that's why they eventually do th this other Venom movie with Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Sam Raimi was deeply unhappy with how this movie turned out. Of course, he was kind of forced to make a movie he didn't want to make. Uh, he didn't want to make this period? He wanted a different story oh. entirely. Yeah. Um, he hoped that the fourth film, he could get back in control and right all the wrongs but the studio decides to reboot with andrew garfield after this one we'll talk about that too a little later and you know i'm tired of the reboots i'm tired of them like we need like that i feel like that was why just to talk about reboots i feel like that was why barbie and oppenheimer were so successful during the summer yeah last summer just because it was completely like we knew about it mm -hmm. obviously like oppenheimer was totally new i guess but barbie has like like everyone knows about Barbie, and it's right. very nostalgic for tons of and people. And there's never been a, a a true live action movie for Barbie, or yeah. even a theatrical movie. Yeah. Know, so. so I think, like, it was something that we all recognized, but it was a new concept, a new like IP, I guess. Ideally. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like these movies, the first one. 
where yeah. everybody knew Spider-Man, but there wasn't a Spider-Man movie. And then yeah. when it came out, it blew up kind of like Barbie. Everybody knows Barbie, but there wasn't a Barbie movie. Right, right. Yeah. So that's why it did so well. Yeah. I'm tired of the reboots. Tired of yeah. them. We, yeah. we got to come up with something new. Not me, but somebody does. <laughs> well, now it's all multiverse. Bring back all I'm the tired old of stuff. It. Yeah. And you know what? Tired, tired of it. Tired of it. Like, yeah. you know, if you were ever a Marvel fan, like, it was supposed to be done with Endgame. What are we doing now? That's a whole other can of worms, but just to like think about that for a second in terms of reboots and like multiverse and like continuing. Well, it's just like you can tell it's all just money grabs now. Well, they're they're probably about to reboot the MCU. Like, so. I, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I'm tired of it. I'm yeah. sick of it. What do we have to re? I can't. I'm blow a gasket. Oh my god. Anyway, get back um, to Spider Man. But yeah. Okay, let's talk about the actor Sandman, played by Thomas Hayden Church. He's the best part of this movie. He is the best actor probably in it, in besides J.K. Simmons, obviously. Um, who, wait, who did you say? Uh, Thomas Hayden Church, Sandman. Oh, his face irritates me. He just has a lot of, I don't know, he has one of those faces. You're very judgmental of people's looks. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> you know what? I guess uh, maybe it's, he did it on purpose. You know what I mean? He looked like that on purpose. Yeah, he always like kind of had his. Oh, always a little pouty kind of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's he looks, what i mean he looks kind of like um how americans look in japanese arcade games where their heads are really like, square and like stretched an upside down mouth you know <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like i don't that's what i mean I, i'm not trying to call the actor ugly i'm sure he's fine but i think he's great i like him a lot the way he looks in this movie is interesting i think he's a great flint marco i like that they give him the comic comic accurate shirt with the green stripes and everything it's pretty cool hmm. um the CGI they used for this took years. I think it was three years to develop it so that they could make it where the sand forms into a, a person. There had been stuff kind of like that with the mummy, but they had to like build this entire computer to be able to do that. It's crazy to think about that now because we just like, like we see it all the time and it's just like second or just like, oh yeah, like seen that before. Yeah. But back then, I guess it would have been like very new. Oh yeah. And by today's standards, it doesn't look very realistic, but back then i'm sure it was like wow. there's way worse things <laughs> there that are, still come out today and there are so. way worse things yeah today and <laughs> there are way worse things in this movie that yeah. they have put in for the cgi and then talking about that too i'm pretty sure this movie was 3d i think so this was during the era of all the 3dness you put you pointed that out there's a lot of 3d gimmicks it seems like because this. there's a lot of things like how it's shot that it's like oh i'm, sh I'm sure they probably put this in 3d because that that looks like something that would like kind of shoot out at you you know yeah, what i mean yeah because i feel like a lot of movies during that time were 3d and you had to put on the i bet that was during the time of the red and blue rims you know what i mean maybe it'd have been right probably toward the end of it and at, at the beginning of like the black of the, ones. Yeah, yeah yeah i hate 3d movies it, it is like a little painful to watch like when my, makes my eyes water a little bit yeah um so as good as thomas hayden Ch uh churches on the other hand topher grace you know, no hate to him, but he was he was I'm horribly horribly miscast. <laughs> he is not. Him. That's fine. You can, <laughs> he is not. He you know he, they should not have cast him as Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock is traditionally, and you don't have to do it this way, but you do have to write a good character, and they didn't. But traditionally, he is this big hulking guy that looks like he could beat up a normal Peter Parker, a not Spider Man Peter Parker, right? Yeah. And so when the Venom symbiote attaches to him. It uh it enhances what you already have, and because he's already super strong and big, it makes him huge, like eighteen foot tall. Right. Whereas exactly. this one is just kind of a scrawny Topher Grace that's the same size as Spider Man. And Which I, makes me wonder why they did that. 
Yeah. Is Tober Grace even that good? He's a good actor. I like him. He, I don't know. He was miscast. He should not have been Eddie Brock. He would have been better as, you know, a Harry Osborne or something, but not a, not a. No, unfortunately, James Frank. You know what? We already talked about this. James Frank was problematic. I agree. But at this time, was he probably? Yeah, he probably was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's been problematic since he got into Hollywood. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's hotter, though, than all three of them. That's the problem. But the other thing about it is something about Topher Grace. I don't know. Doesn't sit right with me. I don't know. Notoriously nice man, Topher Grace. (laughs) You're right. Is he really nice? He seems to be one of the nicer people in Hollywood. He just got that ass haircut, too. (laughs) I can't. It's terrible. Well, that was the time, wasn't it? Who dyed it? It's orange. Well, we got a lot of bad haircuts in this because Tommy um, McGuire's is the most offensive. Tommy McGuire's is bad. He is very black, but he also has. Um, you also have Brass Dallas Howard as Gwen Stacy with blonde hair. Um, she's not obviously great. not blonde. Yes, yeah, she's redheaded, and then um, Mary Jane is the actress actually blonde, and she had to dye her hair red. I don't know why they did that. That's weird. Um, I don't know. Anyway, just to comment on him, yeah, like, but I guess my point is like, if he was supposed to. Like his body type was supposed to be completely different. Like, was he really that good? Well, yeah. And he, he and credit to him, he put on twenty five pounds of muscle for this role. But he's so Yikes. he's so small, you can't really tell. Yeah, um, yeah. Because he, uh, you said he quit that '70s show to yeah, do did. this, right? For what? You know, uh, for probably a big, big paycheck. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I would do it too for a check. But additionally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, like it ended, and then this ended, and it wasn't like mixed reviews. I guess it yeah, was mixed reviews. But like, and then for what? You didn't do much else. There were two movies back to back that nearly made a billion dollars, and you get a call saying, "We want you to be Venom." Yeah, you're gonna do that. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I don't know. I, it, and then it didn't. It didn't pay very, or didn't pay off very well. No. Yeah, but, but I, I blame. I blame a lot of that on the the C, on the uh, the story and the CGI. Because even if you wanted to use him, you still could have made Venom big. It doesn't have to be right. muscular to make Venom big. And they just didn't. I just don't under like if the body type was supposed to be completely different, why even go for him? That's yeah. my thing. Was he that was he really the best actor we got? No, he was. Let's wasn't. put Tim Allen in it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was in everything else. You know who should have been it? The guy who plays Flash Thompson, Joe Manganiello. That guy's huge. Yeah. It'd have been great. And sometimes Flash Thompson is Venom. So they could have just gave it to him. They he's already in the universe. Characters, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that guy from high school, he's he's Venom now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. he is in the comics. You can just make him Venom. It's fine. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm mad. They it, should have let J.K. Simmons play every role in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Yeah. Give me pictures of Spider-Man. Okay, I'll get you pictures of Spider-Man. Mary Jane, kiss me. Okay, Spider-Man, I will kiss you. Yep, that would have been the whole, and it would have been good. Would have been 100%. <laughs> yeah, just the tomato, same voice. Rotten Tomatoes, 100% on there. And doing the upside um, down kiss, it's like, mm, mm, mm. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> big spider didn't let us have a good spider-man 3 movie that's what it no. is yep and um and big marvel slash Andrew Garfield, sony he didn't get him a third one he only got two Andrew, yeah that's true that's true but about that. tom holland third one very good yeah um, Tony i can't get over him he's so like i can't stand him this whole movie can't stand him i know he's supposed to be insufferable i know that and i know i'm understanding that in my mind but i just can't stand him okay for people i i like this movie i know we're being really down on it we're gonna get to the good stuff i like this movie a lot you very very much do not uh and i'm sorry to the people that like it i'm just very vocal about it because it just pissed me off so bad look i agree this is 
the worst depiction of Spider-Man in this movie in particular. He's he's insufferable. It sounds weird, but he's insufferable when he's happy. I don't like when he's singing along to Mary Jane's songs in in the play, and I don't I don't like when he's skipping around being like, "Oh, everybody loves me. I'm Spider-Man, and everybody loves Spider-Man." He's insufferable, and he's supposed to be. He's written that way because Mary Jane despises him at some point in this movie because of that. Um, and I know that in my brain, and I can like logically think about that, but some about his face, I just. He said uh, this was his favorite of the movies to act in because he got to do some different stuff, and he did. They did a whole emo scene. It's horrible. I, it's like the worst, probably the worst thing I've ever seen. It's it's one of the worst things in any superhero movie. I would have to agree. Yeah, it was like just and not even just because it was like like bad morally. That's not even it. It's just it's just like what what are we doing? What's yeah. happening here? And also he's cringy. annoying. Yeah, yeah and it, cringy exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was just. The and I'm, I am being dramatic. I'm sorry. I was gonna say <laughs> you just have to look I'm at our faces. Yeah, that's, look at our faces. that's fine. Um, anyway, I'm being dramatic, but also I feel very strongly about this because we watched three of these now, and every single one of them, he's been annoying, and he's pe- his peak annoyance in this one. Yeah, yeah, peak annoyance. Well, he also, you know, commits domestic violence on his girlfriend in this movie, which was. And I guess technically, I don't know. We can talk about it. Technically, it wasn't on purpose, but still, and then like it's hard to say i don't know if it was on purpose we'll talk about it we'll get there um let's go through the cast so kirsten dunce beck is mj she's not happy about this role she and i i'd be there with her she um this was the one where she was not supposed to get kidnapped finally she was going to have like a heroic scene what was going to happen is that gwen stacy gets captured and her and james franco's character harry osborne team up and go save her yeah because the runtime blew out, they had to cut all that. So they were like, look, the director basically said, look, I'm sorry. This is the way the movie's going. I know it's not fair. And so they just, they didn't even make her do like scream. They just reused her screams from other movies, which is fine. You don't notice because everybody's screaming all the time. I would be so, I'd be so annoyed. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That would make me not want to do a fourth movie if they ever did a fourth movie, you know? Yeah. That would, yeah, that would really get me. Uh, James Franco his character is just as annoying as as he ever is and new goblin is just a horrible dumb concept like yeah and everyone needs therapy like why is he so absolutely obsessed like what's he gonna do with spider-man he's he's gonna kill him and then he's gonna go to jail (laughs) i don't know like that whole obsession of like i have to kill him and then like the logic of it makes no sense that's what bothered me too it's like if spider-man actually did kill your dad why would he lay him in your house right so that you just bury him or you just would hide it yeah and like he you would never know like you, dro- never see you him drop again. him in the like, ocean it's new york the like, ocean's right there exactly so yeah. the logic of that makes no sense yeah like he didn't even try to he just saw spider-man with his dead dad he said oh he killed him and now i have to kill him that bothered me a lot i'm like that doesn't even make logical sense and then yeah. he finds out then we well, found it in the last movie yeah i found out in the last movie that it was peter parker and then he's right. like we can't be friends anymore and then like yeah everyone's annoying anyway <laughs> uh the soundtrack uh danny elfman who composed the soundtrack for the other two movies he had a falling out with sam raimi um after spider-man 2 and so uh this movie is done by christopher young uh i think he also does a great job can't really tell the difference it all sounds good i would agree yeah uh sam raimi and um danny elfman end up making up eventually to some extent because they work on other projects together after this but for whatever reason they had a fallout in between these movies so <laughs> interesting Interesting. stuff let's talk about the plot though you have a lot to say so we'll go through it 
<laughs> I think I've already said it all now. I think I, think I don't know. I think when I when I jog your memory of some of these things, you'll you'll have some thoughts. Well, uh, if you can't tell, I've, I'm stopped taking perk not Percocets. I wasn't taking Percocets. Uh, I've finally finished taking my pain meds for my surgery, so yeah. now I'm a lot more awake and I got a lot yeah, more. Yeah, well, last time your energy was down here. Now it's now it's up here. Anger. <laughs> well, there. I couldn't. Even, sorry, I couldn't even tell you what I said in the last one. I'm so sorry. I couldn't tell you one word I said. I <laughs> was half asleep. Yeah. yeah. So sorry about it. I was just, you know, no days off. You know what I mean? That's right. Let's get through this. Uh, <laughs> Peter Parker plans to propose to Mary Jane Watson, who has made her Broadway musical debut in Central Park. That was in- supposed to be Broadway. Ugh. Yeah. Mm. Like a small Broadway. You know. You couldn't tell anyway. <laughs> um, in Central Park, a meteorite lands near the two. And an extraterrestrial symbiote follows Peter to his apartment by attaching to his uh, motorbike. Harry Osborn, knowing Peter is Spider-Man, seeks to avenge his father uh, Norman's death using uh, using Norman's performance-enhancing gas and Green Goblin technology. He battles Peter to an eventual stalemate, developing partial amnesia. So a lot to cover here. Uh, Venom just falls from the sky. They don't really explain it. They're just like, yeah, whatever. This it's so from, lazy. From I space. hate it um i hate it it's so lazy i don't like that like what do you mean where did it come from no one has any questions yeah why are we giving it to this random professor at your college why did it land two feet from peter parker i guess it could have sensed him and followed him like because he's powerful i guess like i'm just i just don't like lazy writing that's just what it comes down to and that was lazy um also lazy uh harry osborne getting amnesia you know just like don't piss me off you know what i mean like but the fight scene going up to that is pretty good i like that he's like trying to catch the ring and he's shooting his web at and it's just barely missing it that's what makes me think it was in 3d too that scene of him trying to catch it that scene is very 3d yeah but but yeah like that's that's what makes me mad too again it's just like what you're gonna kill peter parker like you don't think mary jane's gonna like turn you into the police you're gonna go to jail like what is the you really think he did it like i'm i don't know it's making me mad if i think about it for too long but anyway yeah Uh, meanwhile police pursue escaped convict flint marco who visits his wife and sick daughter before fleeing falling into an experimental particle accelerator that fuses his body with the surrounding sand he gains the ability to control and reform his body with sand becoming sandman um i like sandman a lot yeah i like yeah and you know what sure sure this that he now can just be sand yeah well that's sure. comic accurate you know, you know i mean i yeah. there's yeah that that is it, it's just like this little circular that's, thing it just spins real fast that's how they all get their powers the whole it's the same thing he just stands in a thing and becomes the whole you know it doesn't it doesn't matter you know and what to me what's more interesting me, is what you do with the characters after that you know yeah. you have the silly little thing what do you do with them after that and i think they do a great job with his character in this I think, yeah, I think I would agree. I guess he at least has, like, a reason to be pissed off and evil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, During a festival honoring Spider-Man for saving Gwen Stacy's life, which is Peter Parker's classmate, uh, Peter kisses her to please the crowd, angering Mary Jane. That was weird. He does the upside-down kiss with her uh, just for show. You're right in front of your girlfriend that you're planning to propose to. I don't know why he thought that was even a good idea. And the fact that he thought that Mary Jane would be okay with that yeah like just not there's not a lot going on upstairs no like that really made me mad and he's like confused like what do you mean <laughs> what did it do and then like you know he <laughs> she's trying to talk to him about like her issues and like you know she is obviously like bothered about some things that's going on in her personal life and he has to make it about himself he's like oh yeah you know like when i'm spider-man like i don't give a 
about that. I'm talking to you about some other shit that has nothing to do with that. Why are you bringing that up? Like, don't. And then, like, I think she even says, like, stop making this about you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Justice for Mary Jane. Like, I could have. And then she, like, storms out because he was going to propose to her in, like, a restaurant or whatever. And also, not, that's not, it's not even important. How are you going to put the ring at the bottom of the juice or the wine? Oh, the juice. Oh, so the juice. <laughs> just drinking sparkling juice. Why would you put, like, I just think that's, you already see it. You're drinking it. You're like, ooh. Well, he was raised by grandparents. You know, people that are raised by grandparents are kind of weird. You know, I no offense makes, to anyone watching no, this. Full of, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I mean, like, listen, it's just true. It it just is. I'm yeah. sorry if you were raised by grandparents. There are people that wear brooches and you're like 25. It's like those vibes, you know? It's just a product of your environment. Yeah, and, and that's okay. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. It's, you know, it's one of those things. But, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird choice. They got, I mean, I don't know. All of that was strange. And he just obviously doesn't know how to be a partner, period. Yeah. Yeah. So Marco then robs an armored truck and escapes after defeating Spider-Man. That's a great fight scene, by the way. Uh, NYPD Captain George Stacy, Gwen's father, informs Peter and his Aunt May that Marco is Uncle Ben's true killer. The deceased, uh, Dennis Carradine, I think is how he says him, was Marco's accomplice. At the apartment, the symbiote uh, assimilates uh, the Spider-Man suit as Peter sleeps in it while waiting for Marco to come out of hiding. Peter awakens on top of a building, discovering that uh, the symbiote has colored his suit black and enhanced his powers. However, it also brings out the aggressive traits of his personality. The black suit looks great. It's a great It look. does. It does look great. But um, additionally, uh, they didn't have to make this dude like a part of Uncle Ben's like kill yeah. situation. I do not like, like this retcon at all. I think Sandman's a great character. He doesn't need that. He's Why did we have own. to do that? He already has a, like a great motivation. His kid's dying. He needs money. Yeah. It's believable. It's relatable. Anybody would do the same thing. He could have had any other reason to be in jail. If they were looking for a reason for him to be in jail, like literally could have done anything Could have just been that he got caught robbing robbing somewhere to pay for his kid's bills. Like that's, Why did it have to be? And that's what happened. And then they added in the, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like like I said, I, like lazy it's it also lazy. well it also like it's also overcomplicated because you exactly. have to rewrite that entire scene but also like the whole point of that first movie is that he learns that he can't hold on to this anger right and he has to move on and let go and yeah. forgive yeah and then it's like actually i didn't forgive and i didn't like he go. learns nothing angry. like yeah, he just didn't learn like, a single thing yeah. yeah and yeah there was just no reason for him to be related to spider-man in that way yeah, yeah. So Peter locates and battles Marco in a subway tunnel, discovering that power, uh, that water is his weakness. He opens a pipe, releasing water that reduces Marco to mud and washes him away in the sewer. Uh, this is a great fight scene. That part where uh, Spider-Man punches through the Sandman. They actually used an amputee in the Spider-Man costume to like punch right up to him so they could like just CGI the hand on the other side. Uh, which is pretty cool. It's interesting. Nah, it's cool. Get that guy some work. You know, I think it's good. And it like it you know, makes it more believable, makes it look realistic, so you can actually like punch up to him. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, Peter's changed demeanor alienates Mary Jane, who also receives a negative uh, re- ne- negative reviews from her critics. She shares a tender moment with Harry, but leaves in regret. Um, she kisses him. Yeah, because like ugh, I don't know, that made me mad. Like she gets in a fight with him, and she's like, Harry. Like we they fully used to date. Yeah. Can I come over? I need some company. It's like two p.m. And then she stays until the nighttime. Yeah, they cook together. Just romantic. You can't cook with somebody unless it's your job and it not be romantic. You just can't. 
I like I just couldn't under I couldn't understand her motivation with that. Like what other and then she, they and then they do fully kiss and then she's like, I'm sorry. You both wanted to do that. What are we doing yeah. here? What's yeah. happening? You knew you what know? you were doing going yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, urged by a hallucination of his father, Harry recovers from his, from his amnesia and forces Mary Jane to break up with Peter. Which that's a stupid scene because uh, they're on the bridge. Uh, maybe I maybe I don't like this one either. Uh, think about it, but no, I do. I just don't love it. I think the thing um, about it is like the individual thing. I'm sure all together, and then like what it looks like, like that's okay, and like you know what it means to you, like you know now you know what i mean but like the individual plot points like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense stories too convoluted there's too many moving parts and that's probably yeah. why a lot of it's like why did we do that yeah so the scene we're talking about though is um mary jane makes peter meet her on a bridge harry is on the whole of the side of the park and she has to break up with him the thing is harry doesn't have super hearing um she he's far away she could have just said hey act like you're crying or upset uh, he wants me to break up with you. He's the Green Goblin now. You need to go kill him like you did his dad. You could right. probably kill him pretty easily. And he yeah. probably could. And that's all she had to say. But no, she like went through it. It's like, no, we have to end it. I'm, I'm sick of you. It's like. Which also. He can't hear you. I wonder if she was actually sick of him at this point. Maybe, probably. Maybe that's why yeah. she actually did it. But like, who's to say the motivations? But if she actually didn't. It seems like she didn't actually want yeah. to. So, like yeah. then, yeah, like you said, why even say, like, why even actually break up? Yeah, you just be like, Harry's literally holding me hostage yeah. and making look, me do this. Don't Can look, you, he's right over there. You have to start crying. Yeah, act yeah. like you're sad. Okay, great. Please um, go kill him. <laughs> yeah, swing over there and just punch his head off because i know you can yeah but <laughs> do it at some point maybe not right now yeah. but yeah so uh, yeah i don't know uh, of course we had to there had to be some reason that they break up i guess yeah, so there's not enough drama in this movie not enough going on i think that was definitely so the plot could move up forward yeah and there just, had to be romantic drama somehow yeah yeah so harry later meets up with peter and uh tells him that mary jane loves him uh as in loves harry under the symbiote's influence, Peter confronts Harry and spitefully says his father never loved him, which is true. Um, as Peter leaves after an ensuing fight, Harry throws a pumpkin bomb at him, but Peter deflects it back, scorching Harry's face. Um, he, didn't, he didn't have to do him like that. Uh, well, you know, he did throw it first. I yeah, guess. he threw it for, fair game. He threw, he it, threw first. it first. Yeah, yeah. But... he's got he's got the super soldier serum. He's he'd be fine. You know, he'd get a little scars. So. I just I I couldn't believe this. Like, could you imagine? everyone needs therapy because what do you yeah. mean like yes everyone's a superhero supernatural this that and the other but why are we like <laughs> why are we like trying to kill each other this is crazy <laughs> i don't know everyone needs therapy uh, at the is. daily bugle peter exposes rival photographer eddie brock whose fake photos incriminate spider-man publisher j jonah jameson fires brock and promotes peter to staff photographer Later, Peter brings Gwen uh, to a jazz club where Mary Jane now works in an attempt to make her jealous. Uh, upon realizing Peter's true intentions, Gwen apologizes to Mary Jane and leaves. After we'll, we'll get to this part in a second. So Peter does. Mary Jane is here to be a waitress and sing and make money. And make she money. got fired from being a Broadway actress because of one bad review for some reason. Yes. Yeah, so anyway. she's she's there. She's she's about to start her song, and then Peter emo Peter now. Which when he becomes evil, he decides he's going to be evil by pushing his hair down like this and staring in the mirror but it's definitely like it's definitely like hairspray just you know like this yeah. and it's like barely covered over one eye and it so overall looks bad he decides that he's cool now so he starts doing a little dance walking around snaps uh he does like a little jig a little spin 
on, on down the street. And it's weird because some women look really into it and some look disgusting. So I don't know if the director thought this was cool or not. Um, It's not. I know I it's. Think. I know objectively it's not. But did he think it was? And then he gets up know. there when know. Mary Jane's about to start singing, and he starts playing the piano. And he's like, "Now dig on this," and he starts uh, doing his little like jazz thing. It's so that, upsetting. That, that made me want. Uh, oh yeah. my god! And like close up on his mouth, like really close. He's like, "Now dig on this." Now dig on this. <laughs> I was like, "What are we doing?" And he does a little dance. He does this crazy dance, and then Mary Jane gets upset. And he hits her in the face. Well, the thing about it was, there she, he was on a date with Gwen Stacy. I, yeah. I guess. While you're checking this, um, I'm gonna mark that curse word. You can't cuss again until I get back. Cause I have to mark. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're very good to cuss when I'm here, but I gotta check. About this. I gotta check the camera because I don't know if my phone's dead. So keep going. <laughs> yeah. So, so this uh, here's the thing that not I don't like a lot of this, but this scene specifically really just. Because it didn't need to happen. This movie was too long already. Why did we do this? You know? But anyway. Um, on a day with Gwen Stacy. And like, you know, he does his whole like, and then they start dancing or whatever. And, you know, he he ends it and looks at Mary Jane. And Gwen Stacy realizes that. And she's like, you did this all for her? So not only did he offend Mary J, he also offended Gwen Stacy, who's just an innocent bystander. You didn't have to do her like that, you know? Yeah, this girl is literally just like, she's had a rough few months. She fell off a building six she years almost after died. 9-11. She almost died. Yeah. 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 And, and she just gets caught in the crossfire. Here. Yeah, like it just, poor Gwen Stacy, you know? And I don't know. That whole scene, not only was it cringy and weird, but it also like he's just like and i know it's to show that he's a terrible person but was he even that much better to begin with i don't know he gets worse it's weird it's weird that they included any of that that whole scene is unnecessary and because we already know he's terrible and it's cringy and like why do you want spider-man hitting his girlfriend why do you want to include that it's I a don't know. it's a bad look all around like it's just it's a good job everyone good job on this scene really good <laughs> stuff like it's just it's ridiculous i think there could have been a better way to do it i don't no specifically what but just like, not do that just cut it out you know that whole scene that's all you gotta do i personally don't think i it need was... you to stall for about two minutes <laughs> you want to read on here let's see okay um i'll show you where i'm at i've got to go get a phone charger okay so right here let's see if i can if i can even do this here so right here where <laughs> <laughs> here we go uh-oh uh-oh where the indention is that's where we're at the indention Go for it, Queen. I'll be back. Um, what do you mean the indention? Oh, Brock is at the same church or becomes symbol. Yeah, okay, let me fix myself right quick. Hold on. So here we are. It says here. <laughs> Can you see me trying to? I'm absolutely struggling. Hold on, I gotta put this down. Okay, girly pops. So. It says, I'm just going to read this. I think this is where it is. After assaulting the bouncers and accidentally hitting Mary Jane, Peter realizes that the symbiote is corrupting him, retreating to a church's bell tower and discovering that the sounds of the clank clanging metal weaken the creature. Peter removes the symbiote. Brock is at the same church and becomes the symbiote's new host. I don't remember why he was there. Was he following? I think he was following him or something stupid like that. Remember uh earlier in the movie when peter got him fired he was like 
he was like, please don't do this. I'll, I'll get fired. And, uh, and Peter was like, you want forgiveness, get religion. So the only, the only reason they put that line in is so he'd end up in a church. Great, great writing. I forgot. I forgot. He said that because that doesn't even make sense. Do you want forgiveness? Get religion. What? Nobody says that. Whatever. That's anyway, stupid, dumb, hate it. Anyway, as Venom, Brock locates a still living Marco and convinces him to join forces to kill Spider-Man. Brock abducts Mary. Oh, yeah, because Marco, the Sandman, thought that he was Spider-Man because I don't know why he moves like him. That doesn't really make sense, but... Oh, yeah. Well, they were in, like, in a dark alley, and you just see... He, he, uh, Spider-Man was already wearing the black suit, so you just see a black shadow. Yeah. And then he does, hey, it's Venom. He does a, It's not like there's no bass to the voice. It's just Topher Grace's voice, but he's, he's like, got a little raspiness to it. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he has, like... I don't know. It's weird. He has... That was an interesting choice for them to do that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> as Venom, Brock locates a still living... Okay, said that. Brock abducts mary jane and holds her captive from a web at the at a construction site intending to kill her in revenge for peter ruining him while marco keeps the police at bay after harry declines to help peter harry's butler reveals that norman's death was not spider-man's fault while brock and marco pin peter down harry arrives to help peter and save mary jane um yeah so to go back on that a little bit um I really hate that Mary Jane got up. We already talked about that. Mary Jane did not want to be abducted again, and they did that anyway. So I really hate that for her. Hate that. (laughs) What's even crazier is they have this butler in here that is 150 years old, and uh, they still make him work. James Franco's like, jeez, we need need food. Go get it. For when Mary Jane comes over, it's like, hey, maybe you get it for the butler. That man should have retired 20 years ago. He needs a walker. Why don't you just let him live in the guest house? You're the richest people in New York. Let him live in the guest house and and just hire somebody else. I'll take this back, by the way. You did a great job. Thank you. Don't let the pink part unplug. Uh Uh-oh. There we go. Here okay. We go. Lovely. Thank you for taking over for me there. Oh, God. Uh, we're about to lose our camera. Oh, no good. We're good now. Um, so, yeah, this, I mean. The yeah, whole- I hate that he has him working. That's really crazy because that man needed Walker. And he, oh, yeah, and apparently the actor couldn't remember half his lines. So why'd they make him do that? And also, uh, so he's just going to believe it now the butler says that. But his best friend that he's supposed to be trusting like he's not gonna believe his word you know like i guess he needed some other outside source to tell him that i don't know like they obviously they need that to happen for the plot to happen so that spider-man can be helped to take down these two supernatural beings also so green goblin new goblin whatever would help him you know yeah also why did the butler not tell him earlier yeah so you don't tell him now yeah uh you know that he's beefing with him you're not gonna (laughs) tell him sooner it's all he talks about gotta kill spider-man that's the only thing he talks yeah Yeah, only thing he thinks about i don't know i mean obviously i was for the plot but yeah come on uh so while brock and marco pin peter down harry arrives to help peter and save mary jane brock attempts to impale peter with harry's uh, glider but harry jumps in and is impaled instead sacrificing himself dying the same way his dad did but on the the good side and i was like did he, did he really just die? I was yes. like, that really just happened. And they dodged a bullet by doing that. Because if they would have kept making these, they would have had to just kill him off in the next one after he 
got exposed for being a creep. So, well, why would he have made it to the next one? He definitely died. I know. What I'm saying is, they made the right choice killing him. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, while remembering the symbiote's weakness, Peter, Peter assembles a parameter of metal pipes to create a sonic attack, weakening it, weakening it, weakening it. <laughs> and allowing Peter to separate Brock from the symbiote. Uh, Peter activates a pumpkin bomb and throws it at the uh, hostless symbiote. Having become addicted to its influence, Brock attempts to save the symbiote, and both are vaporized completely. I don't miss them. I <laughs> don't miss either of them. Marco explains that Ben's death was an accident that has haunted him, and that everything he has done was to help his daughter. Peter forgives Marco, allowing him to escape... Um, Peter and Harry reconcile before Harry dies from his injury. Sometime after Harry's funeral, Peter visits Mary Jane at the jazz club where they embrace and share a dance. I don't care. Like, leave that woman alone. Please leave that woman alone. She needs to go back to astronaut man. You've done nothing but cause harm. Her life is terrible because of you. Both mental, emotional, physical. <laughs> you, you're, and you're Mary Jane, person. stand up. Yeah. Stand up. Yeah. That man is not he is not that good he may be spider-man but he's not that good you know what i mean i don't know i just stand up but anyway um overall i have completely on this movie unfortunately you have, you have. <laughs> i know people love this movie series and you know whatever you can have your opinion i can have mine you know but uh i don't know i this is i think if it wasn't it's attached to spider-man i think people would be like this is kind of not a great movie you know <laughs> yeah i think there was definitely too many outside forces definitely too much affecting it and i think that you can definitely tell <laughs> how about some imdb trivia sure on may 4th 2007 while promoting the film on the tonight show with jay leno thomas hayden church revealed that he broke three knuckles during the subway scene where he swings to punch spider-man ends up punching a chunk of the wall away Church said that the effects crew had told him that the brick in the middle was fake, while the upper and lower ones were real. Unfortunately, the foam brick had not actually been put in place yet. When Sam Ra Raimi yelled action, Church spun around and punched the real brick on the first take and broke his hand. I know that hurt. Yeah. 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 Um, also, forgot that Jay Leno used to be on The Tonight Show. Yep. I know he was on it for years and years and years. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> forgot that was him. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard performed her own stunts during the crane accident scene, unaware that she was pregnant at the time of filming. Who? Bryce Dallas Howard. Gwen Stacy. Oh, you know, I'm bad with names. Yeah. Um, That's wild. Yeah. Well, well even looking at that like made me stressed because like could you even imagine like oh yeah hanging oh from my the god everyone so many people would be dead if spider-man wasn't a person that existed yeah crime so went up 75 percent when he quit for that month nypd needs help what is going on <laughs> uh in a fight scene where spider-man punches through sandman's chest uh congenital uh amputee boxer baxter uh humby took toby mcguire's place in the film in filming the scene humby who was born Without his right hand, helped deliver the intended effect of punching through Sandman's chest. We talked about that earlier. Pretty cool, though. That is crazy to not be born with yeah. a right hand. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, reportedly, an early draft had John Jameson, the astronaut from Spider-Man 2, returning from a space mission with a symbiote as a stowaway, which is... That would have been way better. Yeah, it makes more that sense. That would have made sense. Yeah. yeah. And we've got, we would have gotten Astronaut Man back so Mary Jane could be with him. Yep. They wouldn't have done that, but... <laughs> no. Uh, to save time and money, this was eliminated in favor of having the meteorite just happen to land next to Peter Parker. 
Uh, the Jameson space mission story was reused for Venom 2016, but instead Riot was the symbiote. Also, you don't have to actually show it coming back. You can just have him in a lab and be like, yeah, this, we found this thing in space. Like I say. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um, Elisha Cuthbert and Scarlett Johansson were considered for the role of Gwen Stacy. I could have seen. Who was the other one? Uh, Alicia uh, Cuthbert. I don't know. I don't recognize that name. Now, listen, I am notoriously <clears throat> bad with names. I have to look up everyone's look up. face. Keep going. Originally, Cuthbert? Yeah. Originally, Dan Baker's Kurt Connors was meant to mutate into the lizard and become the main villain of this film. There is a lizard skeleton in Dr. Connor's laboratory that foreshadows the metamorphosis. Another hint is the fact that his right arm is missing. In the comics, he tried to restore it using reptile DNA, which led to his transformation. The lizard story was filmed with uh, recent fans. Uh, Rice, I can't remember how I'd ever say his name. I think it's Rice Ethan's. In place of Baker for the reboot movie, The Amazing Spider-Man 2012, there were discussions about Kurt Connors mutating to the lizard for a potential fourth film. We're all better for it that it didn't happen. <laughs> Thank God. The Amazing Spider-Man one was bad, though, so it still happened. Just I'm sure it probably is bad, movie. but yeah. I still just like Andrew Garfield. That's fair. Did yeah. you find this person? Yeah, I don't know who that is, but Scarlett Johansson would have been great for um, Gwen Stacy. But then also, I only see her... I mean, we wouldn't have known a difference anyway if she had done it anyway, yeah. but like, I only know her in my mind as Black Widow. So, yeah. yeah. Originally, the butler was to be another illusion of Harry's representing his good side, even though this idea would have cleared up a massive plot hole. The butler uh, waiting to explain that Harry, uh, that Harry's right. friends were not like answer, we said, yeah, but it was cut anyway. I've had enough. Oh yeah. my God, you know. <sighs> All I can say is SMH. I don't know. And in the movie, Venom is never referred to as Venom. Sandman is only called Sandman once during a newscast sequence near the film's climax. New Goblin is never called New Goblin. The closest uh, this comes to happening is Peter calling him Little Goblin Jr. I don't really know why. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't know what they were called. I didn't know that it was New Goblin, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, we only know because of the toys and stuff. That's so weird. Yeah. It's kind of like a Star Wars thing. They never say Ewoks in uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. They mm-hmm. just they don't call them anything. We just found that out through toys. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the planned sequel. Originally, Sony planned to make Spider-Man 4 that would release in 2011. The story had a few possible versions, including having the Lizard as the villain, the Vulture, and Bruce Campbell appearing as Mysterio, which would have meant that all his previous uh, scenes may have been the same character watching Peter Parker all along. Hmm. Um Anne Hathaway was going to play Black Cat. That would have been pretty Well, good. I think she... Well, I think she... Oh, wait, no. That's technically... I think she's technically Batwoman. Catwoman. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't think it's the same character, though. No. Yeah. yeah. Very So similar. she technically does it at Yeah, some point. sort of. She's still a cat-based anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, that, I mean, that would have worked, but yeah. she does it eventually, at least. So, And it's in a better movie. So how this movie fell apart, though, is Raimi, the director, claims that he met with a studio and every time they met, they kept asking him, like, you sure you don't want to do something else? You sure you want to you sure you want to do this? And he kind of was eventually like, Look, do y'all, do y'all want me to do this? And they were like, yeah, yeah, of, of course we do. But uh, he later found out that they were just they were wanting to reboot it anyway. So he's like, fine, just do it. I don't care. And uh, and they did. And they rebooted it. And it was bad. And they had to reboot it again, like three years after that. I get so annoyed with reboots. Yeah. I, I do. It's like, it wasn't good, but why are we doing it again? Yeah. I guess, because like, I think the pitch for the Andrew Garfield one was that it was like, it was supposed to be like exactly like the comics. 
it's the exact it's it's the first spider-man movie again but that's what i mean though is like because like technically those ones weren't like completely accurate to the comics and so like i think that's what it was I the only wrong. difference is the web shooters they give him web shooters and he fights the lizard instead of green goblin everything else but the movie's the exact same he does the photograph and gets bit while he's doing the photograph he's like being weird about Gwen Stacy the way Tobey Maguire is weird about MJ. Well, like, yeah, I guess that's the other difference is that they start with Gwen Stacy and like yeah. that's the love interest instead yeah. of Mary Jane. And that's more, you know, that's because that was how to call yeah, because yeah. I think that's what I mean. Okay, it's like sure. they tried like to make the story more accurate to the comics. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is a pretty comic booky world. A lot of the things stuck pretty close to it outside of like Venom. But like Sandman's very accurate, Doc Ock's pretty accurate, Green Goblin, you know, so uh i think th- i you know what i could be wrong but I, f- I feel like that's what they were going with and that's yeah. why they were giving or that was at least their reason why they were rebooting it i think could yeah. not be true but. i think they just yeah i think they just were ready to reboot i think the, the mixed response on this were like let's just redo it you know? but why like you know what i mean like why are you even redoing it we, we don't want to do anyone else yeah we don't want to do a superman uh, i guess that was dc i don't know we could also just not you know what i mean we could just not spider-man makes money we're <laughs> gonna do it i've had enough no uh, more reboots none <laughs> that wraps up our spider-man trilogy though the Raimi, how what do you rate these this trilogy as a whole i'm gonna go ahead and give it one i'm just kidding <laughs> how many crying toby mcguire faces do you give it out of ten <laughs> that i never so before watching these i'd never understood why people like would always use his face as a meme but it's a pretty bad crying face yeah it is. maybe that's supposed to be his real crying face that's probably why it's so bad but yeah, maybe i hated it i'd probably give it about three crying faces out of 10 wow that's crazy i still really <laughs> at like the most movies. at the most four and a half five wow i just i don't know i mean <sighs> i can't wait for you to watch the andrew garfield ones again <laughs> i can't wait for that but I need a break. I need a break from Spider-Man after these three. Yeah, I, I yeah, I agree. So next, I don't know. Week, what would you rate it? This one? I like them. this one in particular. Not very. I'd give like a six out of ten. What would you rate the other ones? If I did, like rated the whole trilogy as a whole, like seven and a half, probably. Yeah, I think I would have to give it like a six or a seven. Okay. Because I mean, I didn't really, I didn't particularly love the first one. The second one was better. Yeah. Than this one hot fire garbage in my opinion i don't know um well how i feel next week we're getting away from superheroes and we're doing some valentine's stuff the next couple weeks yeah um it's your pick next week i watched um this video on um someone who talked about uh confessions of a shopaholic from like 2000 i think it might have been 2009 and i was like wow rom-coms that was really their heyday back then you know so i'm thinking about because you want to do um uh how to lose a guy in 10 days yeah but if you want to do that one i can do valentine's day i think i think we should do that one but i think we should either do um princess diaries is another one i thought about okay that one is iconic and that or and or um we could do devil wars prada isn't really like a rom-com yeah it's a good one we can do it eventually but it's not really a rom-com um 27 dresses another one um what's the one i'm thinking of with dates that one i never watched that one honestly it's crazy yeah but but um it's the one with Lindsay lohan confessions of a drama queen okay that one we can do that one too um well which one are we doing next week i don't know it's gonna be any of those you gotta, you gotta let them know we gotta let them know <laughs> it's too much pressure i don't know 
you're the one you're the one bringing them all up i don't know i think i think francis diaries is a rom-com is it not i, I don't think know. i feel like yeah i'm doubting is. myself she, she meets, yeah yeah it is confessions of it's maybe it needs to be specifically um maybe we could also do he's just not that into you you know that one yeah we could do that one okay so which one are we doing next week <laughs> of all these ideas i can't think of any of them we could do he's just not that into you because i'm i'm thinking about specifically rom-coms okay. he's not done. necessarily uh like a 2000s like yeah. people call them chick flicks it's it's peak cinema okay that's what it is okay great and it, just because women watch it majority doesn't mean yeah. that it's less than like spider-man mm-hmm. but boys <laughs> mm-hmm. okay well, all right next week whatever you said that's what else we'll watch okay how to lose a man no not that one <laughs> that's yours man man she she's what are we watching <laughs> it's called he's just not that he's just you. not that into you. Yeah. i've seen it before we'll watch it next week all right Thank you, everyone, for watching, sticking with us. Thanks through, for listening to my complaining. Through this. Yeah, this was a doozy. Listen, episode. and here's my thing. Here's my little take about all this. I am not, obviously, I've said this before. I am more used to giving the details immediately and quickly and getting them all out at the, at the jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not used to going de- detail by detail and explaining everything. <laughs> so I'm used to that. So I'm sorry if it's always out of out of order like That's that. I have to get out my thoughts immediately <laughs> or I'll forget them. All right. Here's the theme song for the last time. So good. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, watching. If you watch this on YouTube, thank you. Subscribe, like, comment. If you like us on your podcast app, subscribe there. Share us. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And who wants to install Japod? What else is there? You can follow me everywhere at NickNorse06. Follow Caitlin everywhere at Caitlin Shorts. We had two more episodes before we go on a break. We're going to Australia. So, very nice. Very fun. Uh, two Valentine episodes. And then we'll take a break the week of Valentine's and the week after. So looking forward to that. We're going to go to the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah so, so. In Australia. See, we could have did Valentine's Day. She's in that. We could have raked in Yeah, that. for like two seconds. We could have raked in that Taylor Swift uh, searches on YouTube. Oh, my God. In the thing. Thank you, everybody, uh, for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, you didn't mention my shirt once this whole episode. <laughs> anyway, goodbye, everyone. I mentioned it before. No, too everyone, late. Goodbye, everyone. So, uh, too late. Click, goodbye, everyone. Click like for the shirt. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Please. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>